Alright, we're good. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fuck, Haunt, Kill podcast. This is a horror podcast, and uh, I am one of the hosts of the podcast. My name is uh, Mache. I am the future Mache, who's recording this after the episode was initially recorded, creating a time loop. So welcome to the show. Um, it's not a confusing show at all. Basically, how it works is we talk about a horror film, and then at the end, we play the game called Fuck on Kill, um, and tell you which of the characters we want to do those free activities with. So it's very exciting. Also, we talk about literally anything else that comes into our mind. And that's why this is actually the second part of the episode. The first part of the episode was released last week. You can go back and listen to it in the same place you're in now. And I'd advise you do that because right now when the episode actually starts, we're going to just like jump right back into conversations. Very intense, you know, it's like right back into it. So, um, yeah, if you if you haven't listened to part one yet, go back, listen to it. And then once you're done, you can come back here and listen to the rest of it. And it's going to start in yeah just a few seconds whenever I stop talking and it fades out and starts, you know, comes back to the past and the, the Skype digital sound starts again well anyways uh i hope you enjoy part two of mean girls the finest horror film ever created and uh we'll see you next week for something else i'm not gonna say goodbye because that's not the end of the fucking podcast it's just starting so it starts now yeah so then Aaron invites Katie to the Halloween party yes. and then it's Halloween and she uh, yeah and then uh, there's this whole thing about Halloween being uh, about how girls can dress slutty uh, but Lindsay Lohan doesn't know so she dresses up scary as, as uh, an ben, ex-wife ex-wife yeah haha <laughs> joke um, <laughs> uh, yeah so that's the first joke of the scene the second joke is an incest joke uh, it's all great um, because um, Amanda Seyfried is seeing her cousin that we never see on camera at the party and she wants to uh, kiss him mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh, it's funny <laughs> it's funny <laughs> it's also an incest joke anyway um, yeah so yeah it's the Halloween party and Lindsay Lohan is very excited uh, to see Aaron but then Rachel McAdams comes up to Aaron first and uh, she t- tells him all those things about about Lindsay Lohan, about how she's crazy about him, and how about she's a little like she's a little stalker and stuff like that, and actually ends up kissing him instead. The interesting thing about this is, yes, number one, why is Katie committing so much to the teeth? Uh, so like, yeah. she just keeps the teeth in. If I was going to a party where I fancied a boy, I for Halloween I usually like kind of to dress up like a dead. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, right. But if I was going to a party where I fancied someone, I definitely wouldn't wear fake teeth. Yeah, because there's I'd no way she can kiss them. the boy anyway. Like there's, it's Freaking just impossible. Idiot. Dumb bitch. Um, but yeah, no the the scene this scene is really really good. The way like Rachel yeah. McAdams acts this is just it's so subtle, but it's like you can tell that. Regina's going up to Aaron and she was getting like she was being genuine. There's a level of genuineness 
to Regina, where she was going to go up to Aaron and be like, hey, Katie fancies you. And she was expecting Aaron to be like, oh, that's kind of crazy, but I don't fancy her back. But she saw that Aaron was like interested and she was like, wait, what? Hang on. And so she like jumps into that and you can see that's like her insecurities kicking in. Where she jumps into being like, oh no, but she's like insane and she's obsessed with you and she's really weird and she's just like a teenage, like she's just like a child and all that stuff. Um, And then she kisses Aaron and all that stuff. Yeah, even though she probably is not that interested herself, but she needs to get that to get control. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, I think it's so good. Yeah, it's very good. It's a great scene. Rachel McAdams is great. And uh, yeah, Lucy Lohan freaks out. And uh, there we go. I guess that's the initiating thing, finally, for the main thing. Yes. A lot of this film to kick in. Yes, there we so go. Up until, oh. up until here, and there's a voiceover as she's watching Katie, or she's watching Regina talk to Aaron. Katie's like, uh, well, I don't know why Janice doesn't like uh, Regina. Like, she's so nice, and she's just such a good friend. But she cuts off saying friend because she kisses, uh, Regina kisses Aaron, and she instead says she's such a good slut. Yeah, true. Which is kind of kinky. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a little bit of girl-on-girl crime, as this film will say. There was on. a lesbian kiss. Uh, there is a lesbian kiss during the... the I think party. this is the first time I ever saw two girls kiss. Oh. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty confident it is, because I remember being like, what the fuck? What is oh, you it? thought like that's not physically possible. Like no. Jesus is gonna come down from heaven and yeah. be like, stop this madness. No, I don't know. It was just something I'd never seen before. <laughs> yeah. no, that's, that's fair. Again, I was 12. 11. I was 11. Anyways, uh, yeah, so they plan to kill Regina. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then... Yeah, so then it cuts to Damien and Janice. They're watching a scary movie. Are they watching one of the Halloweens? I, I was supposed to check that and I don't know what they're watching. Fuck's sake, that's your job. It looks more like Friday the 13th, like based on my little quick. Is it Jamie Lee Curtis though? Uh, I don't think it's Jamie Lee Curtis. I have no idea. Was that Jamie Lee Curtis in that film? I have no idea. I literally you know what? Fuck it. They're watching a, a scary movie and... um. As one would expect, Katie arrives in and they're scared because she looks scary. Um, and then she's telling them about how Regina took Aaron back and she's sad. And then Janice is like, oh no, she's a re- life ruiner. She ruins people's lives. Ha ha, funny. And then um, and then Damien, and it's just, this is the funny because it's like the third time I think it's happened. Damien is consistently, there's like a bit where Damien consistently tries to tell us the backstory as to why Janice hates Regina so much and Janice always cuts him off. And it's great. Very good, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then they hatch a plan to um, tear Regina down and it's compiled of... Um, did you find out what the movie was? Yeah. It's Friday the 13th Part 2. <gasps> I was right. Yay. Um, thank you, thank you. Hold the applause, please. Thank you, thank you. We're a hero. Thank you, Mache. Right, you can, you can come back to explain the film. <laughs> do your uh, job, please. Can I do the podcast again? Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, so they hatch a plan to take down Regina, and it consists of 
so it's to get rid of her um her arm getting rid of her army of or the, not the getting rid of it's the their plan is they have to get rid of her army of skanks her hot bod and her what does it describe her as him as uh, to get rid of Aaron, but I've forgotten what they describe him as. I don't know. So that's the plan. That's the plan. Yep. Yeah. So they're gonna take her down, and Lindsay Lohan is like the person on the inside, and they're gonna do a bunch of things to, to make that happen. And then Blondie plays on the soundtrack. Yeah, uh, this is the the what did I call it? I called it the sabotage montage. Yeah, it's the sabotage montage. They play one way or another. Way or another. What's your favorite Blondie CD? I'm not that big a fan of Blondie. Sorry. It's disappointing. My favorite Blondie song is Dreamin'. Yeah, Dreamin' is good. You're right. That's from Eat to the Beat. So I guess that's my favorite one then. It's a good choice. When I met you in the restaurant. Fuck yeah. Um, Yeah, so... uh, Until I was no debutante. (laughs) Proceed. You uh, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) Proceed. Most people would say that uh, Parallel Lines is the best Blondie album. It's a good choice. They're liars. But I think Eat to the Beat is, yeah, maybe their best. Mm, Eat to the Beat. Yeah, that's the that's the one dreaming is on. Yeah, that's it's more punky. It's got more of a. More of a kick to it. Exciting. Blondie was always like these, you know, this this weird band that's like uh, basically like a fifties pop band mixed with with punk stuff. It's it's great. I love it. Love it so much. Yeah, it's it's a good vibe. Um, yeah. So some of the things they do are like they cut holes in Regina's top and her bra shows, but she just ends up starting a trend. They give her um, foot cream instead of face wash. There's a few things they try and do. They give her... Um... No, they don't do that yet. I don't know. There's a few things they do. And yeah. then... So then it cuts to their Janice, Damien, and Katie having a chat. And they're like, all we've done is make her face smell like a foot. And then Damien says, I've been really busy with choir. it's funny which is relatable the whole cast of Glee be like I've been really busy with choir praise the lord Um, yeah and then this is when we learn the backstory are you excited oh god (laughs) oh my Um, god (laughs) <laughs> yeah so Katie Janice and Damien walk away and because Regina comes up and Regina's like why are you talking to Janice Ian and Katie's like I don't know she was talking about crack or whatever and then Regina's like oh she's so weird and then she tells the whole story about basically when they were younger they were like best friends and then she said that Janice like started to get like really obsessed with her like she got so Regina got a boyfriend and Janice would like call her and she'd be like um why didn't you call me back or something like that 
Um, and she'd be like, why are you so obsessed with me? And then she was having her 13th birthday party and it was going to be a pool party. And she did, she was like, Janice, I can't invite you because I think you're a lesbian. And then um, their moms fight. And um, that's it. And then she dropped out of school. And then when she came back, she had cut all her... This is Janice. When Janice dropped out of school and she came back to school and all of her hair had been cut off and etc. Yeah. That, uh, that whole monologue is... Um... It's too hard for me to get through. I just, I switched off. It's like the way she says it, it's, I don't know. I just can't. I just can't. It's mean. I know, but also like, I don't know. It's the way the language she uses, everything about this. It's well acted, but I just, I can't listen to it. I just, I, I turned off. But that's fine. I get the point. <laughs> I understand. She's homophobic. I understand. She's that. homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so then and then we get the little call back again where someone walks past and Regina's like that's a cute skirt where'd you get it? And then she, the girl walks away and she's like that is the ugliest, ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. And then Katie looks at her Cheerio bracelet and she's like what? And I'm like bitch put that in milk and call it a day. It's not nice. Regina's onto something about this one. Oh you got her got her anyways so then there's yeah so then they get more they get a bit more proactive again with their planning yeah and they start they're like let's tackle gretchen because gretchen has access to all of regina's secrets yeah so really that's their best bet at starting off mm-hmm. so katie sends candy canes to herself karen assumably and then i don't know someone else yeah. Um, and Gretchen doesn't get one. Yes. And she's upset. And she's very upset. Yes. Uh, yeah, so basically she's just trying to kind of rip this thing apart from the inside. That's where kind of the political thriller thing starts coming in because you have to get the whole dynamic of the group to kind of find the weak point and go from there. And Gretchen is clearly the weak point. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she's got this kind of clinky personality uh, that maybe Amanda Seyfried doesn't have because Amanda does... Seyfried, Karen's too stupid to yeah, she doesn't have the about. mental capacity to kind of <laughs> to engage in that complicated of a situation she lives so in blissful just... ignorance yeah, she's just kind of, she's just there along for the ride, you know, kind of there she's just vibing um, yeah, but Gretchen is, you know she needs that um, acceptance Mm-hmm. That's kind of her thing. Exactly. Um, so yeah. So when that's undermined, she starts uh, spilling beans. She starts spilling the beans. She spilled her beans all over Lindsay Lohan. And um, I yeah. just spill your beans. I wanted to be accepted, Willem Dafoe. I just wanted you to love me. Fuck I off. Just... Just want you to let me in to the lighthouse so I can masturbate by the light and not in the room by myself looking at that weird statue of a mermaid I found under my pillow. What say you, Willem Dafoe? <laughs> As if you could outrun me. We have to do the lighthouse. We have to I haven't do seen it. Well, no, yeah, we have I'm... to do it. Incredibly busy, actually. Sorry, I can't. Oh, okay. 
Well, in that case. This is season two. This whole episode is season two. Oh, this is season two. Just the well, whole episode. The whole okay. episode is season two. That's it. And it's we're another hiatus. Oh, well, that's well earned. <laughs> I think so. Um, okay, anyway, so then it's the Christmas concert now. I don't know what the timeline of this film is. When does it start? I guess it starts with the beginning of the school year and ends with the end of the school year. We are now at Christmas. We okay, were so at we're Halloween. At... Yeah. Uh, this it's film is based hot. on a book, right? This is based on the book. Yeah. So I'm sure they need to rush through a, a, a bunch of stuff. To make points. Yeah. But um, I think it's based it's based off like a self-help book kind of thing. I don't think it's based off like a novel. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so a great thing happens. Where Tim Meadows, Principal Duval, yes, he takes to the microphone for the Christmas concert, or whatever they call it. In school, we would have called it a Christmas concert because mm-hmm. we loved Jesus. Um, and Principal Duval says, "Let me hear you make some noise," and everyone makes noise, and he's smiling, and then his smile fades away, and he's like, "All right, settle down." <laughs> and it's it's not very good to explain it, but it's very funny to watch. Yeah, he is a very funny dude. Um, even though he doesn't have facial hair in this, which is, as I said, very awkward. <laughs> I don't... Um, anyway, so we see a bunch of stuff. Uh, we see uh, uh, a song. Is that the first thing that we see? Damien sings Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. It's great. Uh, then we see Kevin doing a very inappropriate rap. Uh, although it was very good. Oh, you suck MCs ain't got nothing on me. I'm not going to say the whole thing. Uh, yeah, because it involves sexual activities. Uh, and I can't say them. Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, I'm right. It's, it's based on Rosalind Wiseman's 2002 non-fiction self-help book, Queen Bees and Wannabes. Can you believe I got self-help book? To the T. Anyways. Amazing. Can't believe it. Uh, yes. And then after that, the, the girls have their own kind of thing planned. Before they go on to do uh, the show, Gretchen spills her beans again. What does she say right before? Um, well, she's like, why? I don't know why she didn't. Why would she send you a candy cane and not me? I mean, yeah. she doesn't even like you that much. Exactly. She does feel sorry for you or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know she's like, and then she's like, maybe it's because I'm the only one who knows. Maybe it's because she feels uncomfortable around me because I'm the only one who knows about her nose job. Yeah, okay. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Then it turns. And then we find out that this film is actually about uh, Kristen Wiig's time on SNL. <laughs> the big twist. It's also... Two Great years callback. before Kristen Wiig was actually an SNL, but it's, it's two like, years before Kristen Wiig was born. Uh, but it's in anticipation of the, those events. <laughs> Tina Fey really is a genius <laughs> and a medium. It, it seems. Good job, Tina. A medium. A medium can talk to the dead. Uh, that's not what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> she might be a medium. She might be. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> She's a psychic, is what you're trying to say. Yes, exactly. She's a psychic. <laughs> cut it all out. Editor, please cut it out. 
No. Are we making up new bits for season two, or are we recycling bits? Oh, we should make up new bits. Oh, there should be no bits. Then you have no to delete the bits. You have to delete the thing about spill your beans. No, we're keeping that. That was golden. <sighs> That's gonna give us all the award. All the podcast awards go to that. Bravo. Oh, um, yeah. Anyway, so we find that out, and then we have the the dance. Uh, <laughs> Which, after Kevin's inappropriate rap about sexual activities, this is thankfully very PG. Nothing weird about it. Everything's great. Nothing problematic about for uh, underage girls and very short skirts, like crazy short skirts, uh, doing a very sexual dance. That's fine. No problem. BBC. You know that? What that reminded me of? That reminded me of uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh yeah. And that wonderful dance scene, Little Miss Sunshine. I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah, me neither. I like that film. Ray. Steve, Steve Carell is so good in that. He's amazing, that film. That's true. Oh, I love him. Paul Dano is great in this, too. Uh, he is really good in that. That's the first film I saw him in. And yeah. it's, like one, it's like one of two films I've seen Paul Dano in, to be fair. He is such an amazing actor. He really, yeah, he grew up, like, you know, he fulfilled the promise he made in this film, I think. He's an amazing actor. Doesn't um, he not talk in it? He does he's not like talk. you or something. Yeah, he, and then he has then he has like a breakdown. Yeah, he's got a vow of silence for the whole film, and then at, at the end he kind of has that wonderful scene where he runs out of the car and screams "fuck." It's great. Oh, I want to watch that film. It's so good. Well, we can watch it. It's a horror film. I gotta because... go. I gotta watch it. Bye. Okay. Bye, everybody. Don't spill your beans. That's the sound that Skype makes when you hang up. Boop. Hello. Well, that's our new show. Uh, Abby makes Skype sounds. <laughs> That's the outro because we're done. Yeah, that's actually quite similar. Uh, okay, um, so we have the the dance scene, and in the middle of the dance scene, uh, the radio fucks up, um, and she kicks it into a member of the audience, which is hilarious. It's not the Jason, the guy she's been, yeah, boinking. Um, yeah, so he gets radioed, which is very funny. He um, gets radioed. Yeah, he gets radioed. The common, the common uh, move. Yeah, he gets radioed. Also, uh, also Tina Fey can play the piano. It's great. Yes. I mean, she can pretend to play the piano. Her character <laughs> can play the piano. They could. Um, they didn't. They ran out of the budget, so they couldn't hire someone to play the piano player. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. But then, uh, yeah, but then the, the radio gets fucked up and it's awkward. And what are they going to do? But then Lindsay Lohan begins to sing the song and everybody joins in and everybody together and they're able to finish their uh, inappropriate dance routine. Significantly, Aaron starts singing along first mm-hmm. because he Aaron. loves her. I know you do. It's just a good time to talk about how I hate Aaron. I really don't like Aaron. He's uh, uh, stupid. Wait, this is also the point that I real that I wrote down my observation that this is um, Amanda Seyfried's best performance because uh, she's just so in character throughout even the song. Like yeah. the, it's not focused on her at all. She's so in character. Okay. It's so good. I did not pay attention to her in that scene. I can't not. She's so funny. 
Actually, I was looking away for all of that scene because that was the appropriate <laughs> thing to do. Yes, as a man of God. As a man of God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I saying? You were saying oh, Aaron. how much you hate Aaron. Yeah, he's stupid. First of all, he's stupid, right? <laughs> okay. Like, an established fact of the film that he's stupid and doesn't know maths. There are two mm-hmm. scenes about how he's stupid and doesn't understand what's happening. Uh, second of all, he's really boring. There's nothing about him that's interesting. Yeah, she dislikes uh, him because he's good looking. But I think exactly. that's high school. Um, he is... I don't know. He's got this kind of indecisiveness to him. Like he's just—he doesn't really have an opinion. He just kind of teenage boy. Well, yeah, but like everything happens around him, and he's just kind of there to be like, "Oh, Rachel McAdams, okay. Oh, Lindsay Lohan, okay. I guess I'll take it." <laughs> Whoever. He just really—he pisses me off. That's fair. He's, and... Yeah, he's like a—he's whatever. Yeah, he's really. I don't—I not... don't find him as offensive as you're finding him. Like I don't find him to be the worst. Um. But I mean, I he, I'm also I don't love him that much either. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess he's Lindsay there. Lohan's character is also not that interesting, so it kind of makes yeah. sense. I uh, mean, yeah, he's kind of he's a vehicle. Yeah, he's an important part of the story, as is Katie. But neither of them are like the most interesting characters yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. What happens later? Who would you say is your favorite character? It's a good question. I, I think it's Kevin, probably. You love him. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Kevin fan. Um, I stand for Kevin. <laughs> Would you say you're in the porn star? That's what, what he should call a porn star. That's what he should call his fans. A porn star. Na porn star. Kevin Napor. Yeah, yeah. porn yeah, I... star. Can you say it again? I still don't think I get it. porn star. Oh no! Yeah, oh, I get it now. Maybe say it again, just so I'm sure. A porn star. Yes, I'm a porn star. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> What's your favorite character? Janice. Okay. Without a doubt. Yeah, she's pretty cool. I wish I was her. Then they play Blondie again. Dreaming. Ooh, yeah, because we're getting back to the. Uh, <laughs> we're getting back to the sabotage. Yeah. It's um it's a theme. So then yeah, they play Blondie again. And well, cuz Gretchen has a breakdown where cuz basically there's a whole thing like after the performance and Regina's kind of mean to Gretchen. Um like what else is new? Yeah. Um <laughs> and so Gretchen is like reading out an essay or something in history class about Brutus and she says that we should all or she's like Brutus is just as cute as Caesar okay Brutus is like just as smart as Caesar Brutus people like Brutus just as much as they like Caesar so we should all just stab Caesar yeah. and um yeah so then they, they're in the bathroom and she's crying to Regina or to Katie about how mean Regina is and she's not allowed to wear hoop earrings because Regina wears hoop earrings yes that's the whole thing mm-hmm. and then she spills some beans again <laughs> so she says that she um, I don't remember what the whole thing she says but it's like when Aaron is at swim practice Regina is 
hooking up with Shane Omen in the projection room above the auditorium. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. And that's what kind of brings us to the second Blondie and kind of trying to set up Regina to go into the projector room while this is happening, which doesn't work. Instead, we see the coach uh, kissing one of the students. Yeah, Coach Karen cool Trangpa. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool agents, uh, which is uh, not cool. It's um, it's um, sexual misconduct. Yes, uh, that scene would be very different. That whole thing would be very differently handled today because it's still handled mostly like a joke in this mm. film, yeah. uh, especially at the start. Later on, it kind of turns into a bigger thing. It turns it's into all... a bigger thing, but it's still a joke. Yeah, it's always a joke. It's yeah. always a joke. And... Um, yeah, and it's it's yeah, sexual misconduct is never cool. Or no, fun. definitely not. Nor is pedophilia. No, nor is pedophilia. Um, yeah, and it's not like this film is like you know I I I I I think you can make jokes about anything, right? If you want to, and if you do it well enough, and you know if you're making a point. But this is just joke for the sake of the joke. There's no really, there's no commentary here. Yeah, it doesn't develop the the plot at all. But again, those were different times, I guess. So yeah, there you go. it's a different time. You know, etc. Uh, as they fine. say, it's okay, John Hughes. I know you've used the blowjob as like a reward at the end of your film for an underage boy. It's okay. Those were different times. So yeah, there's the thing, and then I guess that this is the what is the key to the downfall essentially is um Regina. So they're they're at um. Katie, Janice, and Damien are at her house, and they Damien, I guess, is raiding her cupboards and finds these like bars, and they're yeah. called calcium bars, and he's like, "What are these?" And Regina's like, "Oh, they're or, Regina, Katie, Freud and slip." Um, Katie's like, "Oh, they're um these bars that my mom would give to kids in Africa to help them gain weight," and then a light bulb happens. Yeah, that's end. another thing. So that's how they're gonna get, uh, rid get rid of the hot pot. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Next, we've got. Um, I'm just trying to work out where she introduces the calcium bars. She introduces the calcium bars, I guess, at the interim. Mm-hmm. Um, Regina's always talking about how she wants to lose ten pounds or three pounds or some amount of weight. Yeah. And um, Katie's like, "Oh, what about these calcium bars? My mom uses them um to help." herself lose weight or whatever and Regina's like oh my god and she looks at them and she's like the instructions are all in Swedish or something and she's like yeah everyone in Africa can read Swedish or whatever she says that the bars have like an illegal ingredient um blah 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 weight loss um and so Regina starts eating the calcium bars and we see her like subtly gaining some weight um, and they're also, so they're walking before the kind of downfall happens. There's a scene where they're walking down the hall and Katie like falls into a trash can and all the plastics yeah. just keep walking. Yeah. Which is like indicative of yeah. the whole thing. So she's basically losing her power and in her place, Lindsay Lohan is starting to kind of get the attention, right? So uh, the way it works is like, yeah, Rachel uh, McAdams is kind of, gaining weight and she's not as cool uh, and she's kind of losing her position and in the natural way of things there needs to be somebody in her place so Lindsay Lohan is starting to get there and um, 
Yeah, I think that's when the the thing about the the drug addiction kind of starts really making sense to me, because the film starts showing you kind of what's the nice thing about doing this thing, or like what's the what really kind of drags you into that sort of thinking, because it gives you the power, it gives you the um, the the confidence. That's the word I was looking for before mm-hmm. uh, that you get only from a situation like this. And you see Lindsay Lohan talking differently and doing different things. She's know, starting after. to turn into a plastic. Basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. But yeah, it's like there's a certain sense of security once you're in that position because yeah, you got you know people who have your back no matter what. You can say whatever you want, and yeah, it's just like you're basically twisting the reality in front of you because the high school reality is easy to you know, to mold to your own thing because it's so full of insecure people and weird things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could just pretty much control it if, if you know what you're doing. So, yeah, I think that's kind of when you start getting that, oh, there's nice things about this, you know. there there There's, like, a benefit and there's a good thing and there's, like, you know, there's a reason why everybody does that uh, or or is attracted to it, which, which is a lot of, you know, I, I think a lot of things, like, films about stuff like that or anything that's bad for you or, like, you know, cautionary tales or like don't do this or don't be mean or don't take drugs often forgets is like oh you know people take drugs for a reason uh drugs make you feel good you know uh it's like that scene in train spotting where the where the lady says uh you know she she injects heroin and she says this is better than any cock it's like that's an important line of dialogue because it shows you oh that's that's why she's doing like you know there's nothing else like it she's doing it because there's nothing else that makes you feel that way. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, in Wrecking for a Dream, it's like, they, they take drugs and they're bad. And it's like, don't take drugs, bad for you. And Wrecking for a Dream is all suffering and bad stuff and nothing good. And uh, all those people take drugs for, I don't know why, because the film doesn't show me. Uh, <laughs> and Mean Girls doesn't do that. It's like, yeah, there's a tangible reason why you would be mean to people and control them and, and kind of take that stands there's a lot of benefits yeah cautionary tales an effective cautionary tale has to show you the like highs and lows like a cautionary tale about drug addiction or like alcohol well not alcohol addiction i don't think they make as many things about that sort of thing but like drug addiction it's like you see someone taking drugs and they're enjoying it and that's why they're continuing to take it and then you see the negative effects of it but you have to also because otherwise people will take drugs and they'll be like this is great i don't know what they're talking about they all like all these things say it's terrible and it makes you feel horrible, but I feel great. So, yeah, I think there's always wrong. like this this kind of fear of oh, but if we show that it's nice or there's a good side to it, then yeah, then it's gonna encourage people, right? I think it's the opposite. Like, why would you want to do a thing that makes you feel good just to you know have that sort of burden on you? Mm-hmm. Don't try it. Don't take heroin, kids. Jesus, you need to show the full picture. Stop taking heroin. Stop taking heroin. God sake. I've told you, you time and time again. No sex. No heroin. Social distancing. Beans. Stay home. Don't spill the beans. <laughs> you need to keep those. Wasting food is really not cool. Fucking idiot. Jesus. Um, okay, so then... Um, yeah, so then Katie... The next kind of task, I guess, is getting Aaron. So she um, is with Aaron and they're like, he's tutoring her, even though she's good at maths. 
Um, and then they kiss, or she kisses him. They both mutually place, can't really remember. And then he's kind of like, no, I can't do this. And he, she's like, why do you even like Regina? Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, she's like, she's cheating on you. And he's like, what? And that's how they get rid of him. Yeah. And then she's, she's upset. upset. She's upset. He's also upset. But we cut to the scene of Regina being upset about the fact that Aaron broke up with her. <laughs> Is it the one where she's screaming? Uh, that's later on, right? No, so here she's just like um, crying and is like someone told him about Shane Oman and then um, and then I don't know, I think she's something about wanting food. Yeah, probably. And then Karen is like do you want to go to Taco Bell? And she's like, <laughs> and it's like I, I can't go to Taco Bell, Karen. I'm on an all-carb diet. Right, I can't go to Taco Bell. I'm on an all-carb diet. God, Karen, you're so stupid. And and Karen just looks at her really confused. Like she's like, "What? What do you mean? What do you mean you can't have tacos?" She's in the right here. But uh, anyways, yeah. Um, okay, is that is it time for the party? Is it party time? So next, in between, we see Regina has like immediately moved on to um, Shane Oman. They're riding crazy, um, and then we. Oh. Learn- there's a scene where Amy Poehler comes into uh, while they're uh, passionately kissing on the bed and Amy Poehler comes into the room and she's like, hey, you guys need anything? A condom or something? Which is the scene I remember seeing when I was like 15. I remember that particular scene. because I wonder why. have an effect on me. <laughs> <laughs> wonder why. It's a dist- yeah, I distinctly remember the scene as well. <laughs> um so then we learn the spring queen nominate spring spring queen the spring fling queen nominations um and it's florence Pugh. florence Pugh, there you go she gets, to, she gets to dance she gets to uh burn a chosen member of the high school uh, <laughs> in front of everybody else we learn the spring fling queen nominations and it's regina gretchen and then Janice, who Damien put in there yes. as a joke. And then Katie, who Damien did not put in there. She just got nominated. And she's like... Basically has an orgasm. Yeah, she comes. The first. Um, yeah, then there's like this... Same as the whole film, like there's little bits of scenes. Um, Katie puts Miss Norbury in the burn book because she gives out to her about failing maths. Yeah, there's she so many her, things happening in this film. Like, she calls honestly. her a drug pusher. Yeah. Um, we have again like another kind of callback. So Janice asks Katie, she's like, "Hey, I called you last night. Why didn't you call me back?" So it's like a callback to when um, Janice and Regina's friendship was like kind of tearing. Um. Katie pulls off a, um, a four-way call. This is the this is where she kind of tears down the whole clique. Yeah. So Katie pulls off a four-way call where she basically gets Regina to um, say how she really feels about Gretchen, I guess. Yeah. Or more so about like how she feels about Karen. She, she says that Karen, people forget to vote for Karen because she's such a slut. Um, and so, yeah, that basically tears it all down. Then at school, Regina is wearing sweatpants, which is against the rules. 
And so they say she can't sit with them. Yes. And she's very sad. And she says, these are all that fits me right now. And they're like, we don't care. And they beat her senseless to the ground. And then Brad comes in. (laughs) (laughs) Supposed to make a few bits. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. 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 I'll take it again. Um, so they they beat they, no, 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 no. they beat her to the ground, and then Troy comes in. Troy. He also beats her to the ground. Oh, uh, what director is, is that in the background? Position? Um, Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> and he's like, "Take your feet out." <laughs> Take your feet out. <laughs> Show us your toes. <laughs> and then yeah. he says the N word a couple of times and jumps out for the window. And then Aaron slams his hand on the table and it gets impaled by like a grilled cheese sandwich. That's probably what they eat in cafeterias in America. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I get that bit. I was trying to do something about Leonardo DiCaprio when he like hurt his hand on the shot glass. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, in in what the fuck is that movie called? In Django Unchained. Django? God, I don't remember. When he like hits the, I hit my leg. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, whatever his character's name is hits like a glass on the table and he like actually like cut it Leonardo DiCaprio like actually cut his hand oh, I don't um and he kept going and he like smeared actual blood on is it Kerry Washington yeah um on her face oh cool and she looks really disturbed because she is because Leonardo DiCaprio is just smearing blood on her face it's not very cool Leo oh, so... go fuck yourself Leo it's almost like that time when he fucked a bear Oh, no, sorry, the bear fucked him. I'm sorry. Sorry, Leo. <laughs> Does that happen? Well. Did we all collectively hallucinate that film. <laughs> I hope, because it wasn't very good. <laughs> um, okay, so. <laughs> enough, with, enough with the bits, please. Yes, please stop. Um, yeah, so basically now, Katie is like the new queen bee, and... Karen and Gretchen are following her them her around and they're like, what are we going to do this weekend? And she's like, oh, I got to go to this show with my parents. And then they're like, what? And then she's like, I can try and get out of it. And then to her parents, she's like, I have to go to Janice's art show. Yeah, exactly. She's a bitch. And to Janice, she's like, I need to go to that show. Uh, yeah, because uh, Janice has some sort of an art show. Anyways, lots of things happening in this film. Mm-hmm. But instead of that, she does a house party because her parents are out. And uh, she invites Aaron because she wants to... Uh, uh, do the deed with him, uh, but uh, it turns Recite out recite the rosary. Yes, exactly. Uh, she wants to do the the rosary job with him from Multiple Maniacs. Uh, have you ever seen that? That's great. They they filmed that in an actual church. Uh, anyways, um, it's great. It's it's basically Link Stall. <laughs> no, I, it's, it's basically Minkstall giving Divine a, a, a rosary job, so she uh, takes a takes a rosary and puts it in her. It's an ass job. It's an ass rosary job. It's very it's very specific, and it's and it's uh, it's edited with uh, uh, with Jesus on the. Cross. Do you mean a do you mean a crucifix? She puts a crucifix in her bum. 
No, how do you call this? Um... Rosary beads. Yeah, rosary beads. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so it's like she kind of, <laughs> and it's like it's edited with like the the scenes of of Jesus uh, with the cross kind of going through. <laughs> yeah. Stations of the cross. The stations of the cross. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. It's uh, it's a wonderful scene, and it's the scene where you realize that you know John Waters is probably a genius. It's so oh, funny. John Waters. That makes sense. It's so 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 funny. Um, I hate him. And it's all like, and and uh, it's uh, there's like a wonderful monologue going over this about religion in the background, and it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny. Jesus. And it's like it's going on for a long time. It's like a really long scene. <laughs> that sounds really stressful. Uh, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is. What what, what, what <laughs> you say? It's really funny. I believe it's, that you believe that. It's it's and blast- that's what it's it's really funny. I mean, it's blasphemous just for the fun of it. Like, there's the point of it is to be blasphemous and make you laugh. It's not, you know, it's nice. It's funny. It it's nice. It's not like you know. It doesn't have a a malicious intent. It's it's there to make you you know be like oh and then laugh at it. It's great. Yeah, that's the one thing about John Waters. Nothing he does is like malicious. It's just like weird. Yeah, it's all like shock for. Like, what if I did this? Like it's not like you know he doesn't shock you for a particular reason other than there's a reason within being shocked like that's the whole thing about it, and um, but it's always good it's always nice for you and you feel good afterwards, I do. I take your word for it. Um, well, um, anyways, okay. we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll do maybe we'll do something one day on this podcast. <clears throat> anyways, um, yeah. So she does a party to to to, to have sex, and but it turns out a lot of people. She does a up. party to have sex. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, we're running long. I'm trying to, to shorten it down. Uh, but it turns out a lot of people come and it's like a really big party. And um, yeah, but and she's like dressed up like a, like a plastic, I guess, you know, with her, her boobs kind of up. It's weird. Really up there, squished in. I remember really wanting that dress. Or not wanting it, but like really liking that dress. Really? As a child, as a teenager. I don't know. Teenager, not, not a child. I'm not into it. Um, uh, they didn't. That's not the film where they made Lindsay Lohan's boobs smaller, right? That's like a Disney. I think there was a film. I'd assume, yeah, I assume that's Disney. They wouldn't have made them smaller in this. That's Herbie the fully loaded. Yes, that's the one. The one about <laughs> fucking talking car. <laughs> <laughs> saw that film in the cinemas. I think. I think I saw. Oh my god! Did you get your money back? Uh, oh. I hope I did. <laughs> I was a child, so probably I did not pay money for it. It's unfortunate. Can you believe that, you know, I was a child and I went to see Kirby no. Fully Loaded and they made Lindsay Lohan's boobs smaller? I can't believe that you're I, re- I remember being in the cinema and screaming like, what, why'd you do it, Disney? I'm a 12-year-old <laughs> boy and I'm here at the cinema. What, what, what else am I here for? I'm here to see titties and exactly. titties alone. I don't care about the talking car. Anyway, so um, what happens at the party? Um... Katie, like, reveals that she's good at maths. Amazing. Yeah, they have, like, Katie gets drunk, kind of. Yeah. She gets drunk because she's stressed. Every time she thinks about Aaron and where he is, she, like, takes a shot or drinks something. Yeah, exactly. And then Aaron comes and they hang out in in her bedroom. Or her parents' bedroom? I'm not sure. I think it's her bedroom. Okay. Anyway. um... Either way, it's a sin. 
it's a sin. Um, but they don't do anything. They just talk. And um, but he's not into it because she says something. She well, she reveals that she's bad at maths, and she's kind of just like in general. Like he fell in love, or not fell in love. Jesus, uh, it's not that deep <laughs> between either of them. He like you know fancies her for like who yeah. she is. Yeah, you know he fancied her. I think that he genuinely like liked her from the moment they like talked, in some capacity. Um, you know he liked her when she was normal, Katie. Um, I think he doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't care too much. Um, but yeah, so that happens, and then yeah, Regina arrives. Regina drive, drives up and is like, what the... They should kind of have a party without me. And then she goes in. She's looking for her. I, um, yeah, so Katie, basically, Regina arrives. Katie vomits on Aaron. Katie runs after Aaron. Then um, Janice and Damien pull up. And this is, like, my favorite scene. I love this so much. Uh, oh, yeah, when they're driving around the car uh, with Janice. And Damien's like, I can't stop because it's curfew. Uh, that's really yeah. great. That's a really great scene. And okay. Janice and, and Lindsay are having a, uh, an argument. Right. Yeah. And Janice is like, at least me and Regina George know we're mean. Yeah. Um, and then Katie says, it's not my fault you're like in love with me or something. And then Damien stops the car because he's like, oh no. He says, yeah. oh no, she did not. <laughs> which is great. Which is really great. Which is really yes. And then, um, yeah. And that's that. And then Janice is like, you you are a mean girl. You're a bitch. And then they drive away. Oh, then she's like, you can take this. I want a prize. And she throws yeah. like a painting that she did of her, Katie and Damien together. And it's very sad. And Katie's like, I'm a freaking idiot. And I'm like, yeah, you really are. Yeah, you messed it These up. These are like two very good friends. Yeah. And they're the messed coolest people in the whole film. And I wish they were my friends. Well, sorry. I guess you're stuck with us. Me. <laughs> yeah. The royal us. <laughs> the royal we. Royal we. <laughs> uh. Um. Yeah. So. So that happens. That is the end of the whole film. Oh yeah. So then yeah, the Caltean reveal happens. I wrote down Caltean reveal. That's how I described the scene. Mm. So the scene she learns about the bars, and then there's just a whole like I think I guess Regina screams for like a full minute and a half. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, and she is writing in the burn book and she's like, this girl is the worst bitch in the world or whatever. And she's like, do not trust her. She is a fugly slut. Fugly slut, yeah, that's important. But then she puts in her own photo on that. (gasps) Like, what? She's cracked. What's happening? But then it turns out it's all a plan. (sighs) Ha ha ha. Because she brings that to to uh, to the principal, and she's like, "I found this, and it's so mean." And she's crying. She's crying. And there's a great bit where um, <laughs> I can't remember the name, but like Principal Duvall's like going through it, and he's like, "I can't think of a name, so I'm just gonna say Brenda." He's like, "Brenda is uh," and Regina stops crying, and she's just like, "Fat whore." Yes. And then she starts crying oh, okay. again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also picks up the the coach thing. Um, which is good. <laughs> um, uh, and then yeah, basically Regina has like scanned loads of the pages and she just throws them around the hall, and she's like watching the chaos with delight. Yeah, and then we have like a big chaos high school f- scene where all the girls turn on each other because they see all the 
terrible things they said about each other out in the world. And it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Not the teenage girls. Are you excited, podcast listener? Are we <laughs> conveying the emotions of the film? There's a great bit where um, there's like a... I have to assume they're both like stunt actresses because there's two girls and one of them looks like 18 and the other one looks 40. Yes. And they're both like <laughs> teenage girls. One of them's like, you little bitch. And the other one's like, you're a bitch. And then she tackles her. But like one of them is distinctly like 40 years of age. That that scene is really awkward. And it's really weird because it's like the whole film, like acting is one of the best things about this. It's really like really the actors are bringing it. And those two girls sound so out of place. Because like, they're the stunt actors. Yeah. And it happens out of nowhere. And you're like, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> It's so good. Like, who are they? It's pretty funny. Uh, I like it. It does a good job of, like, it does a good job of building up different characters that are in the school without them being super important and we don't necessarily need to know their name. But there's, like, a decent amount. There's, like, a class of characters. And these two, we see them in this one scene. (laughs) And that's it. That's it. And that's... It's good, I have to say. I liked it. Yeah, it's good. Um, <laughs> uh, Tina Fey finds out about the, the drug thing and she's kind of sad. Um, she's that woman. Yeah, and then the principal uh, hears... <laughs> no, because the principal takes in Lindsay Lohan and, and then the two other girls uh, to his office because he's like, you, you wrote this book, right? You, you did this. Because they're the uh, only girls that aren't in it. That was Regina's exactly, yeah. plot. Yeah, it's very smart. She's intelligent. Uh, it's pretty good, yeah. And uh, yeah, and the adults are stupid, and they don't see past the clear manipulation. Like it's like you can see it. Like it's really not that I complicated. It's, I think it's very much a principal Duval is stupid and doesn't see past yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also really does not understand what's happening. But uh, okay. But uh, yeah. But he's talking to them, and then uh, well, at some point he hears that. Oh yeah, one of the other teachers comes in, and she's like, <laughs> the, the girls are. Going, I don't know what she says. Girls she are going says, crazy. she says, um, they've gone wild. They've the gone girls wild. have gone wild. Yeah, like gone girls wild. gone wild, the TV show. Uh, and the principal takes his baseball bat, <laughs> <laughs> which is <laughs> and goes to the halls. And um, yeah, he doesn't know what to do, so he starts. He puts on the fire alarm. All the sprinklers go off, and he's like, everybody in the gym or whatever. See there. Yeah, he says junior girls to the. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay. And then yeah. we go to the gym, and it's like all the girls there, and they're all what? Drinking <gasps> water because of the, those oh. sprinklers. I don't know if they're very wet. I don't think it's very visible. It's, I don't know. Whatever. No, I think you're. I think they've just. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, um. Anyways, yeah, and and uh, we do a talk. Uh, we do it. Well, that's the talk scene of the film. Yeah, they have an assembly basically. Yeah. Um, and street coach... smarts. Street smarts. Street smarts. I'm trying to remember any quote from that. Yeah, any thing. better? Any better bits from that uh, wonderful stand-up show? That's so much better than anything we will ever do. Um, I know. I wish I was him. Good that we bring up a lot better. Uh, artists and comedians in this just to highlight how how much behind we are talk about the tampon bit from the film street smarts yeah okay so coach coach or what's his name robert what's his name mr professor principal lad uh, principal duval it's principal duval coach escapes (laughs) the coach escapes at some point prince 
Prince? Which is kind of funny. I have to say that's the scene where he just starts running is pretty yeah. funny. What, um, Principal Duvall says, Coach Carr, step away from the underage girls. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically Principal Duvall like, tries to tackle the whole thing, but then he realizes he's a stupid man. So he like hands it over to Tina Fey, to Miss um, Norbury. Uh- and it's really sad, right? And again, th- th- this is the moment where I like it kicked in and I was like looking back like re- retrospectively where I was like, she says, um, he's like, you're a fine, upstanding woman or whatever he says. And she's like, am I? And she like genuinely sounds really sad from what yeah. she's seen in that book. She showed she showed Katie nothing but kindness. And she knows that came from Katie because it's the exact words she used yeah. when she was talking to her. And it's so, it made me so sad. Yeah. It never made me sad before, but it made oh, yeah. me sad. And I was, and I think it's again, that thing of like, you don't stop feeling when you become an adult, you don't stop being insecure. And I think when you're younger, you kind of feel like when I get older, when I'm an adult, whatever that means, I'll stop being insecure and I won't ever be sad. <laughs> So oh, like, yeah. No, that shit's for life. Yeah, you're you're never getting away. You're trapped in this trapped. human flesh prison. Welcome to the quarantine. Now we can't even go out. It's <sighs> nothing else but you and your thoughts trapped inside of your house forever. Hey, do you remember at the beginning of the of the episode where we said we want to tackle some you know lighter stuff <laughs> uh, because we're you know in a weird time? This is it. Hope you're feeling better. Street smarts. <laughs> that's not we can't do that bit that's a bit from somebody else's show no it's not no one knows who he is that's not not our new bit that's not our new bit his career is suffering no it's not it's really going well (laughs) okay anyway so yeah so instead miss norbury takes over doing the assembly and we just uh can you do you remember what the girl says about uh, yes of course i can remember yeah because that's so funny she says um she says something about how the burn book says something about like her tampons or something. Yeah. And she says, I can't help it if I have a heavy flow and a wide set vagina. And she says it really sincerely. Really sincerely. And the principal just looks at her. Like, also, her, and she says, I can do this. And it's, it's a wonderful scene. It's, it's really well acted as well. That girl is great. And she's got this line and it's, wow, it's such a great line. It's like a line for the ages. It's, you know, it's a line to be remembered. And she nails it. Oh, incredible she also has the um no i don't know anyway okay so then regina basically tries to act like a victim she like holds up her hand and she's like can i just say like some of us like shouldn't be here we don't have a click problem etc and then um then miss norbury is like yeah you're right um who here show of hands has ever felt personally victimized by regina george and like everyone puts their hand up including principal duval all the teachers everybody and so and she's i think miss norbury says like that's what i thought or something and then regina just like sits down because she's a bitch (laughs) and this is where you know it's the whole thing of like miss norbury knows what's going on yeah she's not an idiot and then so yeah they kind of just like go over different things um and then Uh, it moves what you have something to say yeah i have something to say um there's a joke that Tina Fey makes that she says there's been some girl on girl crime and there's a really long pause after that to let you know that that's a joke. 
<laughs> which is weird. Uh, and also, I would like to say that they use the N-word uh, in the subtitles. Yeah, they do. With the they Asian do. girls arguing. Uh, yeah. I guess it's Vietnamese or something. I'm not sure. I think uh, it is. I think it's Vietnamese. And they use it within the subtitles when they're talking Vietnamese. Um, it's not a hard R, but I don't think it makes it better. It's weird, and uh, uh, that's a really weird little thing. It's very weird. Again, I would say that, like, of the time back then, again, we were all freaking idiots. And no, there wasn't as big of a understanding. I think, I mean, I think it's that thing where, like, there's never an excuse. There's definitely yeah, yeah, exactly. never an excuse. But I do think there was just, in general, and I mean, I th- I feel like people hate it when people say this, but it's like, especially like people who are, you know, younger than us, like the quote unquote Gen Zers, et cetera. Yeah. Like things were generally a lot different. Like when we were younger, like politically correctness and like the whole yeah. woke thing. And I mean, those things are all good. And like the world has improved because we've all become more aware of those things. But it was incredibly different when we were younger. At yeah. least I know that like in Ireland, it was incredibly different. There wasn't as much awareness. Um, I think especially here, like, I don't know. It's weird. So, I mean, yeah, in Poland, it's still can, very much like that. I would even say, you know. Yeah. So, like, there's there's elements where you have to, you don't forgive it, but you also, you know, kind of look at it and you're like, well, I was alive at this time. I know what people were saying. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's not the worst thing ever, but but it's out of place. It's like there, it's yeah. there's kind of it doesn't make sense there either. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's like you know, it's not like the word cannot be used ever again or like in comedy or you know if you look like how 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 bull burnham uses that word in his uh i think both specials there's a certain art to it i think that still holds up you know yeah like he, like doesn't, a, he doesn't he doesn't say it and he doesn't make anyone say it but it's that or he does make say it <laughs> but it's the kind of self-awareness it's the you know um but yeah uh, and there's a good joke there and it's like it, it holds up there's not a lot of a joke here <laughs> uh it's it's a similar thing where like nobody really says it it's just like within the subtitles and it's like there but it's, it's not strange yeah it's not straight it's strange not very funny and you're not really sure what it means yeah <laughs> uh you're like why uh... yeah i think i mean especially like when i watched it the first time and probably the first few times i would just had no context to what yeah. that even meant like i was like well it's also a bit you know it's a bit ironic that they use that word and then they have to censor the fuck in one of the songs that's playing in the background, mm-hmm. even though they don't use their one fuck in the film that they have for the PG-14 uh, rating. They can say fuck once. I don't think anybody says fuck at any point. Uh, Rachel McAdams says effing, I think, uh, or something. Um, but like, yeah, but they're, they're not comfortable using that, but the N-word is fine. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just something I noticed. It's fine. All right. Um, yeah. So then we move to the to the apology scene. I guess. Yeah. So my favorite one. I mean, there's there's so many good ones, but I feel like my favorite one is. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I called you a gap toothed bitch. It's not your fault. You're so gap toothed. That's a good one. <laughs> what, what's what does the girl in the wheelchair say? She says, "You're." I don't hate you because you're fat. You're fat because I hate you. <laughs> so that, I think that might be my favorite. Uh, and then she just drives in. She just <laughs> falls in her wheelchair. Uh, yeah, in her wheelchair, which is pretty... 
yeah um, um but yeah that that line is, is great i love that line i think that's my favorite yeah and then there's the bit where karen catches gretchen because gretchen says something like um i can't help it that i'm popular or whatever and then karen is like oh my god so true and she catches her and that's funny and then when Kate, but when Katie sees like the lack of support, because I think there was kind of the concept where they're doing trust falls and Katie's like, well, I guess this like, that's what we're doing. We're like mending things. And she sees that Gretchen like didn't get that sort of forgiveness and she moves herself to the back of the line. And then Janice sees that and she's like, fuck no, except she doesn't say fuck. Um, and she goes off script for her confession because, um, Regina says something along the lines of, oh, it's her biggest dream falling into or jumping into a huge pile of girls or something like that. And I think that's another funny, like when you think about it, just again, another like sign of the times, the fact that back then, like now, if this film wouldn't be made with the same thing, like with, I I have no idea how they deal with it in the musical, because I think the musical is supposed to be set like now, um, or at least closer to now. Um, but like because they like social media plays quite a part in the musical as far as I know um so I I have no idea how they deal with it in the musical and I'm interested to kind of know how because I feel like you couldn't in today's world it wouldn't be like as effective and it wouldn't be it also wouldn't be believable to make a whole plot line about everyone hating this girl because someone thought she was a lesbian yeah exactly that, that that just does not yeah work anymore for sure yeah and again it's because we've come quite far in humanity and you can see it probably like you know in book smart and and like you know i think that's where you you haven't seen book smart yet right i have oh you've seen book smart yeah Yeah, so book smart has i think a more you know up-to-date version of this where being a lesbian is just just a thing like you Mm -hmm. know it's just one of the things yeah um yeah so definitely that did not age well it's it's kind of interesting to see it and i definitely think that this was a thing but I think it's you can probably see that in a lot of movies as well, like yeah. people being like bullied for certain things or whatever. It's it's because society changes, but it's yeah. just interesting to kind of look back at it. And Definitely. at and the time, you would have been like, "Yeah, that makes sense." And then you're like, mm. "Also, no." But like you know, I think it's not that hard to understand that this happened back then, and it's not. I, I don't think that kind of it's not like the N word scene where you feel awkward because yeah, it's like yeah, you're like, "Oh, this this did happen," and the film doesn't you know doesn't say it's a good thing or anything like that it's just like a representation of of that kind of thinking and um it's fine yeah it's just just interesting to like see it yeah we can't just start pretending that you know everybody thought that gay people are all right all the time they didn't because that's not really how it went nope it is not um but yeah so that is interesting And then Janice goes off script with her confession and she basically just like reveals the whole thing about how her and Katie had the plan to fuck shit up for Regina. And then she's like, I guess it's just because I have a big lesbian crush on you. And then she says, suck on that. And then she does some noise with her mouth and she falls into the crowd and everyone chants Janice, Janice. And I'm like, Janice, Janice. Good stuff. And then Regina gets hit by a bus. Yeah, so that's the final destination moment. <laughs> that yeah. is literally the scene from Final Destination, which is a film that came out four years before Mean Girls. Um, and it's a hilarious film. It's like, it's so funny. Final Destination is, I watched it recently. It's fucking hilarious. 
mm-hmm. and the bus hit scene is pretty much the same. One of the characters gets hit by a bus, and like a it's like a conversation that's taking part. And then one of the ladies just kind of is like, "I'm gonna leave this conversation." So it's walking in a bus hits her like this, exactly <laughs> like this. It's just like a shot out of nowhere, um, and it's so funny. It's not supposed to be, but it's so funny. And this kind of thing has been <laughs> taken into films uh, so much. You know, it's great. I, I love the Final Destination, which you can watch pretty much as a sketch comedy as well, where <laughs> every death is a funny sketch. <laughs> With a setup and a payoff and a punchline, uh, and you know, Final Destination is an interesting film. But it, it yeah, it, it that particular scene especially has contributed so much to the world of comedy. It's got Mean Girls, uh, Scary Movie, Meet Joe Black has a has a scene where somebody just gets hit by hit by a bus. Um, which one? Another one has that. We watched something recently with this. We um, did. No, I watched it. Oh my god, what's it? The Clueless? Was it Clueless? I don't think someone gets hit by a bus in Clueless. I are you thinking know. of? Are you thinking of um, this film we watched, um, Mean Girls? Oh, Mean Girls. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, that's the horror part of it. The Final Destination bit. I've never watched Final Destination like any of them because I'm too scared to. Because I have huge anxiety around um, public, or not public, just general like transport, and I feel like it would traumatize me if I watched it. Uh, but I, I have this, that. like, I have a morbid curiosity also to watch it. I think, you know, it's, it's, um, the thing is, it, that, that scene in the plane, it's, it's very good, very effective. I am also scared of flying, uh, and it works, but the film is so ridiculous right from the I'm start. I'm not afraid of flying, though. I'm afraid. So, like, I'm not afraid of flying, but at the same time, I'm like anxious about things happening. But I'm afraid of, but like, I mean, like anything, my, um, a lot of my anxiety is around like, I don't know. It's like my brain will always think of like the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. Um, and so I think Final Destination would just like manifest that. Um, particularly, I've seen one of the scenes from one of them, um, which is like a roller coaster and like another thing anxiety I've had around going on roller coasters is never like me being afraid of like heights or me being afraid of like doing it like the drops or anything like that like I love the drops yeah. and I kind of find the heights fun the thing that I'm anxious about roller coasters is that I'm scared it's gonna break yeah like that's where my anxiety is okay no I get that and like yeah final destination is built upon that fear that's yeah. how it works <laughs> so I just feel like it maybe wouldn't be great for me to watch any of them. I think I it might trigger me too much. <laughs> and and I get that. And I I think maybe maybe that's true. But also I think that you know with a film like this, with a series that big and that successful, it, it can't be too scary. Like it can't you know people yeah, are not going to do it. And, and the way so. it works is it takes something like this, which is very like a very exploitative fear. So like it's it's purely exploitation. This film it takes like those stupid things that you're afraid of of like oh everything around me can kill me at any point in time, which is kind of true. Um, but then uh, but then the way it works is it's kind of effective in, in taking that. But then it's so stupid, it's so ridiculous, it's so over the top, it's so silly. Especially when you watch it now, it's like it's impossible to take it seriously. <laughs> so. It's like, yeah, I was watching it and I was like, oh, I don't like flying. I'm a bit nervous about that scene. But then literally the first thing that happens is the guy wakes up and he's got a Pecker poster in his room. The John Waters film Pecker. 
and he's just like it's got it over his bed. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Nobody has a Pecker poster in front of uh, like it's never established why he has it or anything really. But um, I don't know. It's like and and the dialogue is all like you know, '90s teen comedy dudes talking about girls kind of thing. And Sean William Scott is there, and his character name is Hitchcock. And I'm like, fuck me. <laughs> And it's so much fun, but and it's stupid, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's, I think it's impossible to kind of watch it now, especially and be like, oh my god, yeah, it's fine. I had on the topic. I had an interesting dream recently. This is completely off topic, but it's on the topic we're currently on. (laughs) I had so I had a really interesting dream recently. Um, that when it happened, I'm like, when I woke up, I was like, why? That doesn't make any sense. Like, why did I have that now? Like, that's not really that scary in context. But then I thought about it more like throughout the day. And I was like, hang on. And I got psychological. (laughs) And I diagnosed it. So basically, I had a dream where I was on a plane. And the plane is like full as most planes I've ever been on have been. But like, I wasn't anxious about the fact that the plane was full. Um, But there was loads of people there was so there was like, two drunk people there was like a group of drunk people but two of them were like trying to open the doors yeah. on the plane like the windows and the doors um which is obviously incredibly dangerous um everyone would be sucked out the door um and i was really anxious about that and i was watching them and i was like no i'm scared i don't want to do that because then we'll all die um and i in the dream that's what i was anxious about like i was scared on the plane because they were trying to open the doors and then when i woke up i was like that's weird because like yeah, that would be scary, but that's like I'm not. I'm confused as to why my brain has concocted that, because like that wouldn't be what's scary about being on a plane at the moment. Like that wouldn't be what you'd be afraid of happening. And then as I thought about it, I was like, "What's that's?" <laughs> my brain was saying this is like the equivalent of how scared you would be on a plane right now. Yeah, like you would feel in the same danger as you would if someone like opened the door on the plane. You'd feel in the yeah. same danger, surrounded by people like you might get coronavirus and all that kind of thing. And I was oh. like, brains are crazy. <laughs> I'm glad there's a punchline to that story. <clears throat> there wasn't a punchline. It was an observation. <laughs> it was a. I was just letting you into my dream journal. Yeah, that's fair enough. You know, I'm, yeah, it's it's a time for weird dreams for sure. I don't really remember my dreams. Maybe thank I. Re- I only remembered them from that night, that one distinctly, and then the one I had where it was um, a movie starring Eddie Murphy playing uh, a father of a Muslim family, but he was also Santa, and it was the 90s, which oh, I yeah. told you about. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's an important dream. I'm glad we talked yeah. about that. I, it was honestly a great movie. The fashion was, like in my dream, and the fashion was impeccable because it was the 90s. Fair. I miss it. Anyway, Mean Girls podcast. Fuck on kill. Um, um, no, Regina gets hit by a bus because <laughs> uh, she like storms out because she's annoyed, angry, whatever. Because the whole thing has just been revealed. Um, so that happens, and then Katie, that's it. Like she doesn't die. Um, <laughs> Katie's like, that's how Regina George died. No, not really, but she did get hurt, and it's like, well, no fucking shit. She got hit by a bus. She she got died. hurt. There's no way she, she should have survived. That. Yeah. There's literally no way. Um, but yeah, so then Katie just like gets completely ostracized in school because like there's a mixture of people and even like her mom thinks that she pushed Regina against the bus or in front of the bus. There's rumors going around the school that that happened. Everyone thinks that Katie pushed her. Um, 
she's so she's like completely ostracized. She goes to class. There's police in there because of the accusations about Miss Norbury de- uh, dealing drugs. Um, and they're basically there's kind of a thing of um, I don't know. They're they're talking about it in a sense of we have to take this seriously because the things about Coach Carr were true. So like, and no one's come forward about the book, etc. And then so Katie confesses, um, and then she that's kind of it like there's no I mean it's not a crime so it's just that <laughs> it's just that it's discovered that she did it and she confesses and I guess I don't know she probably got yeah she got grounded by her parents I'm assuming that she like I don't know got detention or something I don't know and then um Miss Norbury's back and she says that Katie's gonna earn her extra credit in maths by being in the mathletes and competing so that happens Spring Fling happens. God is a DJ by Pink plays. Regina's wearing a neck back brace. Um, Spring Flings happen. The Mathlete tournament happens. Um, And then there's a great moment where um, Katie's parents are like at home and Katie's mom is like, where is she? And then his, his, the dad's like, she went out. And his, the mom's like, she's grounded. And he just goes, are they not allowed out when they're grounded? It's quite funny. Makes you wonder, what did he think grounded means? Well, he didn't really know. Like when he grounded her, he was like, "You're um, uh, grounded." Yeah, like, which I guess he what what he was trying to say is, "I am annoyed with you," or what? What is he? Maybe like the, maybe he thought like grounded was the official term you use when you're angry at your child. Maybe yeah, that's a, that's a point. I don't know. Oh. Have you ever been grounded? Uh, no. Oh. What about you? I was once, but like for a minuscule amount of time. And it was when I was like, it was definitely my mom just trying to prove a point. Because I think I was like age eight or something, maybe oh. 10. And I re- refused to, I was probably like 10 and I refused to dry my hair. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have I have so much ADHD, I couldn't sit still. And I was at the age where I was like, I can decide if I don't dry my hair. And my mom was like, no, you have to dry your hair. And I was like, I don't want to. And she's like, well, then you're grounded. Because if you don't dry your hair, you'll get a cold. But I I, um, I never dry my hair, really. So I knew what I wanted from a young age. Yeah, so this is happening. Uh, she's grounded. Yeah, so she goes to the math tournament. Uh, yeah, they win. And win. Yeah. It's not that exciting a scene. That exciting. She does have a little thing with the with the other girl on the team. Yeah, I mean, uh, she has an epiphany and it's like good or whatever, but it's you know, it's a maths tournament. Like it's not, the... it's not what we're here for. We don't need anyway, to talk about anyway, it. When we go back to the uh, when's Tina Fey gonna show her titties again, right? Yeah, right. And the the answer is never. <sighs> also, Amy Poehler is kind of gone from this film. Uh, she died. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> she got hit by the bus. Oh, her boobs exploded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's the spring fling, and then they announce the queen, and the queen is uh, Katie. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, she and then she makes a speech, and she gives everyone the um, she like rip. What would you call it? Rips, breaks. She breaks yeah. the crown yeah, into yeah. many pieces, many more pieces than that crown was made of. Yeah. Um, and throws it at people and she's like we all deserve it we're all queens and Principal Duval is like seriously most people just like take the crown and go 
He's like, and, you don't have to make a speech. And then while Katie's making the speech, uh, there's a bucket above her head, and somebody pulls the line, and then loads of pig's blood falls on her. And um, yeah, it's just kind of awkward. Yeah, and then Eartha Kitt says, does any- wrong level! And then Patrick Warburton is like, I'm in the movie, better watch out. And I love ties. <laughs> oh, we did it, everybody. That's our new bit. <laughs> it's a, it's intense. It's a fuck on kill original. Yes. Ah, um, us. Anyways, the film is over. Yeah, well, yeah, so Janice and Katie make up. Um, Janice and Damien kiss for some reason. Um, I think it was the movie trying to be like, gay is wrong. Um, No, it's not. (laughs) But yeah, they kiss for some reason, which is very strange and out of place, but they do both then say ew, so it's okay. Um, Yeah, but Janice is not gay. We we turn out, it turns out she's not gay. At all. Yeah, it does turn out that way. Though many people, and I would be, I would agree here, um, that one of the biggest faults of this movie, and again, something that I think is something of it's of the times, is that Janice just should have been a lesbian. Like it would have been okay yeah. if she was a lesbian. I think it's the vilification of it which is the problem and would need to be adjusted. But like Janice being a lesbian would have been fine. Yeah, I don't know why she's not. It's really kind of jarring that that the film. So it's like, oh no. Like they could have, they could have also just like not given her a romantic subplot or or it's not even a subplot; it's an afterthought. Um, yeah, they, they but... could have just not done that. Like, but at the end, we see her kissing Kevin Napore for some reason. Um, but yeah, she could have just not. She yeah, it's just it's it's one of those things about the ending, which is this one and also Lindsay Lohan like ending up with Aaron, where it's like they they're just trying to clean it up so that everything's nicely, you know. With a little bow at the end, so that it's like an. That's ending. not high school. And yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah, it just kind of comes off as, as yeah, not that nice. And like yeah, that's that's probably the biggest fault I have with this film is that the ending feels like too, yeah, too written. Yeah, yeah. it's just. And yeah, I think romances are not necessary at all. Yeah, and I mean it's very much that thing of, and I think it's it's still like prevalent enough that there's you know, there's the sort of thing of gay men particularly like obviously gay white men it's more acceptable to see them and like have them in media and stuff than it is to see like um lesbians yeah back then for sure you know and yeah. there's like this whole and it's still of- it's still a thing now it's not as big of a deal but definitely like it's still that little bit more acceptable or you know i don't know digestible in media to like have gay men because male privilege is everywhere True. Anything else happens in this film? I don't know. The ending is just like um, talking about some stuff. Yeah, that's kind of it. Nothing else exciting happens. Um, that's it. All right. Overall, good film though. It's, it's good. It's I good. love it. I have like that's the thing. There's problems with it, etc. Because it was made in 2004, but I enjoy it so much. It's great. It's got. It's so funny. Like there's so many lines in it, and there's also just nostalgia. And I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that. But, you know, there are films that are made even before 2004, like, for example, 1994, uh, that there's nothing wrong with them. Like uh, The Mask, made in 1994. 
a perfect film with no flaws. Yeah. 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 Hello. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we got me. disconnected. It's me. It's me, Machi. Wait, Machi. Hey. Yeah. Wait, you haven't been recording. <laughs> Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that when I see like a free hour, twenty-one minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that was true. I thought about saying it like much earlier, but I thought it would be funnier if I did it at the end. But I maybe should have done it a little bit earlier. Anyway, Hi, you're asking. Hello. Yeah, I was asking. Uh, you know the the name of the show. Mean no, Girls. No, the show, Abby. The show. The, the podcast that we're recording. What's the name of the podcast that we're recording? Serial. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to help you. Okay. It's called Fuck on Kill. And oh, Kill. that because one. Because at the end of the show, we play a game called Fuck on Kill, where you have to take three characters from the film we watched and choose which one you want to fuck, haunt, and kill. Right. That makes sense. Are you in the film Mean Girls? Yes, I've seen it. Who do you want to fuck, haunt, and kill? Okay. Um Okay, so I want to fuck Janice. Good um, I know. Um I want to haunt I haven't thought about anything other than Janice. <laughs> <laughs> um Who else is in this movie? I want to haunt so many people. I want, I'm going to take a different approach. I want to haunt um, Damien, but just because like, I want to see what he gets up to. Okay, all right. That's fair enough. Um, and then I'm going to kill Coach Carr. Oh, why would you do that? Um, yeah. It's because he's a sexual uh, predator. Oh, didn't think predator. about that one. Yeah. Um, bye. <laughs> this is great. See you guys. <laughs> this is great. Um, hang on. Um, Mache. Yeah, that's me. Are you there? Uh, barely. <laughs> I have a, I have a question. Okay. So you know the movie we just watched? Just watched? Uh, no, I think we're recording a podcast. I think you're mistaken. Oh. Have you ever seen Mean Girls? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, so you know the characters in that? Okay, yeah. Those characters. Mm-hmm. Fuck on kill. Um, well, the, the fuck is easy. I'm gonna fuck Tina Fey. Um, that makes sense. As I explained earlier in the podcast, uh, she's great. I love Tina Fey. You know, I was thinking back when I started watching it that maybe Amy Poehler is gonna be like big competition because I would also uh, like to have sex with Amy Poehler. Uh, but in this particular film, yeah, you know, her character is not very. Um, uh, enticing. So I'm gonna go for Tina Fey as my fuck. <clears throat> All right, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna haunt. I'm gonna haunt Regina. I'm gonna haunt her for for yeah for two reasons. Yeah, also because it'd be really cool to be kind of in her presence all the time to see what she's up to, but also to, to kind of serve as a reflection of all her sins, uh, which is what ghosts are good at, you know. Um, yeah, so that's that's my haunts. And I'm going to kill the guy who talks about buttering the muffin. 
Um, that is Jason. Yeah, I'm going to kill Jason. Good choice. Uh, because he disgusts me. <laughs> but I, I actually have another question. Oh, oh, okay. Ooh. Um, yeah. Mixing it up. Nache. Oh, yeah, that's me. Is your muffin buttered? Well, I'd have to check that. Well, would you like us to assign someone to butter your muffin? Would I like somebody to butter my muffin? Like yeah. from the film? Mean Girls? I was quoting it. I was being Jason. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I want to kill you. Doing this I podcast with you is you. hell. This is hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey. Thanks for tuning in to season two of Fuck Hong Kill, otherwise known as, as hell. <laughs> True hellscape. Well, we kind of do live in a hellscape of a world where we can't go out and everything is terrible, but we still have uh, films and, and podcasts and, and this. So uh, um, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I hope this, um, I don't know, it brought you some joy or at least made you want to watch Mean Girls or something. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I hope you took something out of this, um, whoever you are. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Probably gonna keep doing this because I, I'm definitely taking some something out of this. <laughs> so Mache, um, now that you just seconds ago told me um, you're you're for Punk Hill for this episode. Yeah. Um, what movie are we gonna watch next week? Great question, Abby. I'm glad you asked that. Uh, next week, we're gonna watch a film by Gareth Evans called. Apostle. <laughs> Spooky. It's an actual horror film, I think. So, God damn. Uh, for all you horror fans out there, we still got you covered. Don't worry. Fuck on Kill is, is, is still, you know, still a horror podcast. We're, we're doing our best. The number one horror podcast um, post- hosted by Abby and Mache. There's no other horror podcast like this hosted by Abby and Mache. Yeah. And that's a that's a promise. That's a fuck on kill promise right there. <laughs> uh, it's the fuck on kill guarantee. Kill. You will not find another podcast hosted by Abby and Mache like this. <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, so cool. Uh, this is season two. Uh, we'll do it. We'll keep doing it. And yes. you, you will keep listening. Because I, tell, I told you so. And you'll That's keep being um social distancing yeah please yeah uh, take care of yourself yeah yes take be safe everybody yeah don't go uh, out too much uh, only when you have to uh, wash your hands um don't spread the virus don't spread the virus if you're not if you've well. if you've seen horror films yeah self-isolate and uh, yeah take care of your mental health that's really important hang out with people you like listen to podcasts watch films um, Only yeah. listen to our podcast, though. Yeah, don't listen to any other podcast, please. The rest, get, don't forget about the rest of them. This is the one you need to listen to. Uh, Mark Marin, no, thank you. Uh, who else does a podcast? Whatever, fuck it. Don't listen to it. <laughs> listen to us. Uh, yeah, and uh, thank you. We'll, we'll see you. We'll see you next week for some more of that. If you enjoyed it, if you didn't enjoy it, you probably won't, won't do it again. But. Bye. Bye, everybody. Have a nice Bye. life. Yeah. I have an urge to hang up. I'm used to like, <laughs> I'm used to being in a Zoom call and being like, "Bye." Bye.
Yeah, you're right. We're doing by and yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Usually, you do. Like, start uh, running.